On the Block, On Demand. This is On the Block with Brent Axe. Hey, do you know that you can listen to us on Alexa now? Oh, you sure can, kids. ESPN Syracuse is on that smart speaker. Just search ESPN Syracuse on your Alexa app. Click Enable on the ESPN Syracuse scale and then be like, Yo, Alexa! Give me the axe, man. And then she'll play something else because that's not what enables ESPN Syracuse on your Alexa app. Say, Alexa! Play ESPN Syracuse. By the way, you have to say it just like that. You have to startle her. Hey, Alexa! Even though she's like five feet away from you. Yeah, wake her up a little bit. Hey, hit me with that fancy open. Let's do this thing. We've got a hot one for you. Oh, you're hot. Why, thank you. So are you. And I'm not afraid to cry. So hot. So hot it hurts. Yes, Man, it's hot. How hot is it? It's so hot, I poured McDonald's coffee in my lap to cool off. <laughs> it's time for hot takes on the block. By the way, can I do like a 30 sec? It's going to be more than 30 seconds, but a short commentary on things like Alexa in your home. So we don't have Alexa in our house, but what we have is this. It's called a Furbo, right? So it's basically a way to watch your dog when you're away. There's a little camera there, and it <laughs> it's kind of neat, actually. You can push a little button and it gives the dog treats, like, and you can talk to the dog remotely. Like, I could talk to the dog from this room, and my poor dog has a big cone on her head right now because she got spayed this week. So Summit has a giant cone on her head, and I have to say it's kind of hilarious in some ways, but I feel awful for her in others. So anyway, my, my wife and daughter are out of town this weekend. And I'm just sitting there doing my work, doing my thing, home alone with the dog. And they scared the living crap out of me because they started talking through the Furbo thing, through the dog thing. Hi, Summit. I'm like, where is, what is happening? It scares the living daylights out of you. I don't like this. I don't like being watched. I put something in front of the Furbo so they can't watch me anymore. Not that I'm doing anything bad, but it's just creepy. So my point being, like, Alexa, man, she's just sitting there. They're listening. They're out there listening. Big Brother's watching. But she can play ESPN Syracuse, too. And you can feed the dog. It's great. That's how they keep an eye on you, that government. That's how Big Brother watches you. Through that Alexa. Anyway, that that happened today, and I, I am I am regretting this purchase already. There's probably other cameras in the house I'm not aware of, so I, I better pick up my socks. Anyway, I don't know how I go from that to this, but two Syracuse notes you should know about. One is, listen, I, I'm, I'm telling you there's a chance. If you're feeling like you only have to put like a dollar down on this to cash in big. Syracuse will open up this college football season. Do you want to take a guess at what Odd Shark puts them at to win the national championship? Now, Bama's plus 210, Clemson's plus 450, Ohio State is plus 750. They're the top three, even with the Urban Meyer news. What do you think Syracuse is to win the national championship in 2018? Plus 60,000. You put a buck down on that, and you're living pretty. Now, we know it's not going to happen, but that's one of those worth it just to try it kind of things. Uh, they're tied with Georgia Tech, Iowa State, Purdue, and Wake Forest. That's the 35th best odds in the country to win the national championship. 
That's hot. To which, again, I say, you're telling me there's a chance. Is there a chance that Syracuse will get Isaiah Stewart in the top six? The 6'9 center from Rochester, the fifth-ranked recruit, according to ESPN, will choose his final six tonight per his Twitter. I came out with his top ten in late May, which was Georgetown. Georgetown. Syracuse, Notre Dame, Villanova, Michigan State, Duke, Indiana, Texas, Louisville, Washington. So while Syracuse has made some strides on the recruiting front, Gerard still has him. In the top six, please watch my video with Joe Girard on Syracuse.com. Shameless plug. The the Q boys, right, that we heard about this week are visiting Syracuse. There's possibilities there. There's some strides being made on the recruiting front, but Isaiah Stewart is quite literally a big one. A big player, 6'9 center. He's a local kid like Girard. You want to keep those New York State players close to home when you can, although they have every right to go elsewhere. All those people are like, yeah, that Syracuse should have never let that Greg Paulus go. Brianna Stewart, why'd she go somewhere else? Mike Hart, why'd you go to Michigan? They don't all stay home. Sorry to break it to you. But it'd be great if you could keep one or both of Gerard and Stewart close to home. Top six tonight. I have no inside information on this. We have certainly talked to Mike McAllister about this every time we do recruiting updates. Syracuse is making the top six tonight. I feel very confident in saying that. I hope I didn't just jinx it, but... They'll be there. That's hot. Will they be number one is the question. That would be a big pluck for the Orange. He's the fifth-ranked recruit, according to ESPN. Top player at his position, according to a lot of recruiting services. That would be a major, major score. And now that we know that Jim Beheim's going to be here for the foreseeable future, you've got to land those big recruits in that two- to three-year window before the clock starts ticking again, right? Because there's stability there. You know what the coaching staff's going to be. This is a talented team. Syracuse could make a top 10 run this year. Got to keep that gravy train going, baby. So we'll see if that happens tonight. ESPN's preseason Heisman Watch rankings are out. That's of interest to me as a Heisman Trophy voter. Uh, here's their top 10 in descending order. Number 10, A.J. Dillon, running back at Boston College. Number 9, Mackenzie Milton, quarterback at UCF. Great player. You're not winning the Heisman Trophy at Central Florida, even if you go undefeated which they won't. Trace McSorley at Penn State. The quarterback there is number eight. Number seven is Rodney Anderson, the running back at Oklahoma. Number six, Justin. Now, is it Herbert or Herbert, the quarterback at Oregon? I always get that wrong. Khalil Tate, number five, quarterback, Arizona. Hold that thought for a moment. We'll come back here. Number four, Will Greer, quarterback, West Virginia. I'm glad to see defensive players on this list. At Oliver at Houston is going to be one of the most dominating defensive players you have seen in college football, I guess I'll say since Indomitian Sue, because there's been other great defensive players, but Sue was the last like legit Heisman candidate that played on the defensive line or played defense at all. A lot of those defensive players at Clemson are good enough to be in the room for the Heisman, but won't be because you can't track stats the same way. And you know when you have four NFL-caliber defensive tackles on one defensive line, they cancel each other out. Jonathan Taylor and Bryce Love are the favorites, the running backs from Wisconsin and Stanford collectively. Here's my pick. Here's the guy I'm going to be watching closely, and I think if this is done right, if it's marketed properly, and Heisman voters aren't as lazy as they usually are, Khalil Tate can and should win this award if he has the type of season he did last year, wins some big games, puts Arizona in the top 25. I mean, there's certain boxes you got to check. Khalil Tate is going to be the most exciting player in college football this year. 
Stay up late. You know how Grandpa can't stay up late for these games. I'll be staying up late to watch him play. The best comparison I can make, if you, I mean, some college football fans right now listening are saying, duh. But if you're not familiar with this kid, he is Johnny Football exciting. He is a human highlight reel. He is all the cliches. He is, he's just a great player. He's fun to watch, can throw the ball, certainly has the mobility to you know, not only throw on the run but get some rushing yards out there. Look, Eric Dungey is exciting to watch, and there's quarterbacks like that in football this year. But the Heisman is always won by a quarterback or a running back. There's really good quarterbacks on that list. Will Greer's not winning it because West Virginia's going to lose three games. You've got to be on a really good team that's a one- or two-loss team or just be such a huge standout that fits the description the Heisman puts out there, the best football player in the United States. That's all it says. That's the only qualification. That's hot. Telling you right now, it's going to be Khalil Tate. That's my pick. You want me to pay what for your app, Mike Francesa? Now, listen, if, if you're a, a regular on this program, you know my affinity for Mike Francesa playing back some of those great clips that Mike Francesa has had. You know, go down there, buy the Honda. Go, 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 go down there. Go tell him Francesa sent you, right? We have a lot of fun, sometimes at the expense of, but, you know, look, Mike Francesa is Mike Francesa. But if you are going to ask even the diehard Francesa fans, right, the Mongo Nation, as they call them, to pay $8.99 a month for his app, which amounts to just under $100 a year, you are a crazy person. You are simply a crazy person. Okay? Netflix Starts at $7.99 a month. Hulu, streaming services. Okay, look, I'm going to say it. If you got kids in the car, you might want to, you know, do the earmuffs for a moment here. All right. Pornhub costs just under $100 per year. That's hot. You are literally asking people to pay more for Mike Francesa than literal, like, porn. Netflix. Sirius XM radio, things that give you like vast things. If you have a Netflix subscription, think of everything you can watch. Hulu, right? What am I getting with Francesa? Do I get do I get this? Like what am I getting? I got some grief, so we came up with some lame excuse that the alums could sell somebody. Anybody watching knows that is complete nonsense. The guy kicks it again and misses, right? That's the bottom line. So I hope he was proud of himself as he ran across the field. You know, I hope he was proud of himself for getting that 56-0. I hope he was real proud of him. I hope he was proud of himself on a coach's show. Show it a few times. A lot of class, coach. A lot of class. Here it comes. Best live read ever. Boom. Ready? So go get yourself a Honda at Bay Ridge Honda. You know the deal. Get yourself a Honda there. We got a good price. Go see him. Robbie Sabah and everybody. Go see him down there at Honda. All right. That's the bottom line. Is that what I get for eight ninety nine a month? Like, I get his college football show on Saturdays. Let me tell you something, okay? I know more about college football than Mike Francesa's ever known. And you want me to pay for his college football show? I get his little NFL show on Sunday. Like, what am I getting with this then? Francesa reacting to breaking news, apparently? Like, because I want to see Mike Francesa and some grainy footage on, on his phone reacting to the Urban Meyer thing? Like, that's hot. That has got to be one of the worst deals in the history of sports media. That That's, no, no. 
Here's the other thing with sports media. Not that a lot of you care about this, but, and boy, am I, I, I might pass out from the electric shocks from Bristol on this one. But here's the thing. Michelle Beadle is not long on the show Get Up. I think she's done. I don't know if you guys watch this show. I've actually made a point, because I'm always up this early anyway, to watch this show this week. It's not good. And I wanted to be fair. I wanted to ride it out. Football's coming, so it will get better. But this is just my point. See, here's the dirty little secret about people that go on these shows. There's no way that people that go on these shows, even somebody in my position, that can watch everything, right? You have to prioritize what you watch, what you research, what you look into, to what you discuss, right? That being said, you kind of have to watch football. And Michelle Beadle said something the other day, while respectable, while I completely agree with her opinion and what letter here, she kind of goes down a road that made me say, wait, you, did you just say that? Well, number one, 2018 will go down for me as the year where we've just decided we're not going to use the word lie anymore and we're going to call it all kinds of other things. He lied. He didn't misrepresent the facts. He wasn't less than accurate. You lied. And you could just call it lying. Like why we've decided as media and as society to just kind of walk around that so very softly. You're a liar. You lied, period, done. That being said, there's a reason why this will be the second season I don't watch NFL, and I don't spend my Saturdays watching college football either. I believe that the sport of football has set itself up to be in a position where it shows itself in the bigger picture to not really care about women. They don't really care about people of color, but we won't get into that for NFL either. But as a woman, I feel like a person who has been marginalized, and every single one of these stories that comes out, every single time, pushes me further and further away. I realize they don't care, but for me, it's opened up my weekends. I appreciate you for giving that to me. I don't care anymore. Now, I respect that. I respect what she's saying, how she feels. I can't speak from that perspective as a woman. But listen, you're on the main show on ESPN in the morning. You have to watch football. That's the one. And ESPN just announced this week a a rotating uh, schedule of NFL analysts and college football analysts that will be on that set. They spent a ton of money on this show. They're paying Beadle and Greeny a ton of money, Jalen Rose a ton of money. They built that set in New York City. Like, that show needs to work. You have one of the main hosts on that show saying, I'm not going to watch football. You can't do that. So I think she's done on that show. I've seen other hosts on that show, frankly, that bring more energy, that are better, that are more fun to watch on a show that's supposed to be fun. So I respect your opinion. You're not wrong to say that. But you cannot on ESPN say, I'm not watching football and expect me to respect your opinion about it. Maybe she doesn't care because Beatles mainly an NBA person anyway, and she's just kind of at the throw up my hands, I don't care point. So look for changes on that show. There's your media corner for the day. Right, Mike? What do I get? Do I get some of this on the app? Or The bookmakers don't have the same games. They don't have the mechanism. They don't like coupled bets. They don't like the chance of you winning a lot with a little. They, they frown on that. They don't want that. They want you to bet dollar for dollar. They really want you to pay 11 for 10 is what they want you to do. So they want that bet. They don't want this other bet, and this other bet is where the states, if they're imaginative, will make their money. I can create a game in 15 minutes for you. Like let's say I create a game where you get to pick five players tonight in the major leagues. Right, And if your five players, based on numeric totals, have better offensive numbers for the night than any other five players, you win 
$50,000. See, they kind of already invented that, Mike. It's called daily fantasy, in case you didn't know. We'll break on that note. Uh, Mike Francesa, though, has a, uh, a commercial message for you first. So go get yourself a Honda at Bay Ridge Honda. You know the deal. Get yourself a Honda there. We got a good price. Go see him. Abi Sabah and everybody, go see him down there at Honda. All right, that's the bottom line. That's the bottom line. Go down there. Go get a car. Whatever. Back after this. This is On the Block with Brent Axe. Hey, hey, welcome back. Or welcome aboard. Either way, we are so happy you're here. Happy Friday, everybody. You're on the block ESPN Radio. It is presented by Burdick BMW. Now, there is a group, an act, a musical phenomenon that the New York State Fair introduced me to. So I remember the day after uh, Grace Potter and the Nocturnals played the fair. This is a few years ago. It's about four years ago, right? My uh, good friend and fellow Buffalo Bills fan, Mikey K texted me and talked about how great this band was that he saw. And I started listening and I was, I can't believe I missed that show. I've seen many shows since, but that's what you can get at the fair at Chevy court or the amp, either one, just these amazing shows that you know, you're going to, that, you know, you're uh, familiar with like counting crows tomorrow and ludicrous tonight, Leonard Skinnerd. Speaking of which many of you are probably experiencing this right now. Expect a lot of traffic around the fair. I know that's very obvious to say, but it's going to be a huge night at the state fair. So uh, the proverbial give yourself some time and be patient and use the uh, proper lots. A lot more room on the orange lot these days, although the room for the parking is not exactly uh, what it should be like in terms of the size of the parking spots. But hey, listen, be patient. Gonna be a lot of traffic around the fair, uh, particularly tonight. Particularly tonight. So, that being said, if you're at the Great New York State Fair, you can listen to us via the ESPN app. Download that ESPN Syracuse. Find it in the Listen tab, and off you go. A lot of football this hour, including uh, Tim Doust, former a Syracuse defensive coordinator, now with the same position and assistant head coach at Western Michigan. The Orange and Western Michigan kick it off a week from today. Giddy up. Football season is here. One last kind of weekend of preseason football. Get that out of our system. Orange start next week, and then we're here, man. Labor Day will come. Football will start. SU starts classes Monday. Like, it's summer's over, man. Enjoy those last few hot days, those last few moments. Go to the fair. Do your thing. But summer's over, baby. And you know what they say. Summer's just killing time till football season. So away we go. That being said, it is a week from today that Syracuse starts the season. So we'll see what Tim Dowst has to say about facing Eric Dungy and the Orange in the reunion. That's going to happen a week from today. And there's a lot of preseason things I want to get into, including should the Giants give Odell Beckham Jr. the reported contract? They're going to give him. Josh Allen faces Cincinnati this weekend, which makes him the second most popular quarterback in Buffalo because uh, Andy Dalton comes through who put the Bills in the postseason last year and has been donating thousands of dollars to Buffalo charities thanks to the kindness of Bills fans. So a lot of NFL stuff to get into. But I want to break out the voice guy here. And these are the top five questions I still have about Syracuse football with the season a week away. Number five. Who's the hidden gem? 
Who's the guy we're not talking about right now that will emerge and have an important role on this football team? I think Jarvian Howard at running back fits. We've heard, you know, passing mentions about Anthony Queeley at wide receiver, uh, at Ed Hendricks at wide receiver. I think we kind of know who Nikeem Johnson is, but there's a guy, if you're not familiar with him, could emerge. Who on defense? I mean, he's a starting safety, so he's not really going to be a hidden gem per se, but just how good is Andre Cisco? How did he get this role? You know, Devin Clark's coming back from suspension. There's somebody who fits there. Linebacker are names we've heard. They've been on the field, but somebody has the opportunity to be the next Zaire Franklin, to step up and be the guy there. There's a lot of opportunity for someone to be the hidden gem, and I'm not quite sure who it is, but there's definitely some players that are knocking on that door. Number four. I still don't know how the wide receiver position is going to settle out in terms of who's the clear number one guy. And I don't know if they need that. This may be a more balanced offense this year at the wide receiver position. Maybe the numbers aren't bulked towards one or two players, like Ishmael, Amba Adetau, and Irv Phillips in recent years. Maybe, you know, Eric Dungy makes that third look now instead of just one, two, throw. Maybe it'll be... Jamal Custis this year to finally emerge as the number one guy. Maybe it's a couple of those names I just mentioned, but I don't see a true number one take command type of receiver. I think Devin Butler will be out to prove my statement wrong there, and I think the system has proven out that somebody is going to get those huge numbers, as we've seen in the Dino Babers offense the past two years, but I'm still curious how that plays out. Number three. Where's the upset? And I don't know if there is one this year. You know, they've been on a good run there. By the way, we should update the poll. So we put this up at ESPN Syracuse on Twitter, and we would uh, appreciate it if you swing on by in your Twitter adventures this afternoon and vote in the poll, and the poll is this. Okay, it's at ESPN Syracuse. I retweeted it as well. Would you rather for Syracuse to go to a bowl game with no upset, 6-6 six and six, but kind of a take-care-of-business kind of year, or no upset but five and seven. So they pull off Florida State, Notre Dame. I'm not even going to say Clemson because that's just not happening this year. But they're just short of a bowl game. Would you rather have the big upset and all that comes with that or the bowl game and the 15 practices? So let's update it. Last I voted in it. Yeah, we're still riding here. 85% of you want to go bowling, which is what I thought the answer would be, but sometimes you still have to ask, right? So go vote on that at ESPN Syracuse, and we'll give you the full update on that before the end of the program. I don't see the upset this year. I don't see the punch-up. I don't see Syracuse taking down a ranked team. I don't know if they're that kind of team. I think they're more of a take-care-of-business, can-win-six-games type of team. I've been proven wrong the last two years. Let's see if they prove me wrong again. They certainly were competitive with LSU, Miami, Florida State, NC State last year. There's a couple teams that may not look like upsets on the schedule that could turn into one. So you always have to leave that. I think NC State could be ranked by the time Syracuse plays them. I think Boston College could be ranked by the time Syracuse plays them. So you always have to leave open this possibility because that's just how football goes. There's always one loss you don't see coming. Middle Tennessee State last year, and there's always a win you don't see coming, and that's Clemson a year ago. But do I see it this year? I don't. Number two. It's always health, right? Someone of significance will get hurt on this football team. They're going to lose players. It's how you manage it. It's the depth. It's the next guy up. 
you, you can't lose your quarterback on offense and your quarterback on defense again and hope to be where this team wants to be. So is the depth there? Because what I've heard over from people that have observed practice, and I've observed a couple practices, but those that are in the trenches, they're day in and day out. Is that offensive line looks like an ACC offensive line. That defensive line looks like a defensive line that you would see in this division in the ACC. There's players that have the speed that look like ACC-type players. Like The question, though, is this is a defense that has given up an average of 30 points per game at the back end of the season the last two years, which brings me to my number one point. Number one. It's the defense. Can they hold up? Who emerges at linebacker? While Chris Slayton is an NFL talent up front, he's going to be double teamed, which you know is going to open up opportunity for you name it, Alton Robinson, or particularly Kendall Coleman. Julian Wiggum was in the studio the other day raving about Josh Black and some of the step forward he's taken. Antoine Cordy is an obvious person to mention as a playmaker on that defense, but who else back there is ready to do it? Who's ready to kind of come out of his shadow and say, I'm ready to make contributions on this defense? I still don't know. The track record's not there. The 4-2-5 scheme, I think, is a good idea. Don't marry yourself to the Tampa 2. Look at the talent you have and adjust accordingly. But they're the big question. Now, I don't have the voice guy saying this, so I'm going to give you a bonus here. And that's special teams. Special teams matters, kids. Hashtag. We haven't heard a lot about how Sterling Hoffrichter's doing kicking the ball and punting the ball. Everybody says, oh, it'll be fine. He can handle it. Okay, well, I'll see it. Who is a player that can return kicks, give Syracuse something in kick return? Their long snapper's been injured through camp. That's not the sexiest thing to talk about, but it's an important position to have depth at. Will he? Will Max Keller be on the field? You know what a, a shaky line, long snapper situation leads to? Turnovers. That's how you lose games at Western Michigan if you're turning the ball over and you're sloppy there in game one. We have not heard enough about special teams. and Maybe that's by design. Maybe that's why you don't see them when the media is there and they're, they're trying to keep that under wraps as much as they can until the first game. So we'll get a more of a perspective here from Western Michigan side. Tim Doust. Caught up with him earlier this week. He is, of course, the former Syracuse defensive coordinator now with the same position at Western Michigan. How will he defend Eric Dungy? He didn't really share his plans with me, but I think he had some fun things to say about it, and you'll hear it coming up. Let's get the phones first. Before we take a break, 437-7644. Oh, it's my friend Monty in Cicero on the block, the Patriots fan we're all supposed to feel bad for. Right? Hello, Monty. Hey, Brent. So I just wanted to give you uh, some fantasy football advice because there are two pass catchers right now on the Patriots roster that no one knows about, but you will thank me come December. Don't say Devin Chris Lucien, Hogan's one of them. Is Chris Devin Hogan Lucien one and Braxton uh, Barrios. Okay. I was going to say, if you say Chris Hogan, I think everybody knows about him. But, Monty, I'm going to agree with you because the the thing I've heard from Patriot fans and, and those that want to find holes in the Patriots is they don't have the receivers. And my answer to that is they always find a way, and Tom Brady's got to throw the ball to somebody. So those could be two big plucks there in, in your fantasy football draft here. That's good advice. Yes, sir. And 
Can I say one more thing? Of course you can. This is America. You if, can say whatever you want. <laughs> if you were given the opportunity to follow the Mike Francesa model, how much would you charge your listeners per month? Great question. If I did the same thing Francesa did, it'd probably be like a buck ninety nine, two ninety nine a month. Something affordable, but something that would still make Brent some money. Lots of Good money, price. right? A billion dollars. Exactly. Monty, would you pay that, by the way? Yes, sir. For the Axe Man? Every out? month. That a baby. That's my man right yep. there. That's my man yep. right Thank there. you. Thanks, Monty. Good to hear from you. I'm glad Monty did not try and and, and seek uh, pity as a, as a Patriot fan today. That was good fantasy advice. I'm always wary of people that give you advice you don't ask for, but that was actually good fantasy advice. Good stuff, Monty. Yeah, the Axeman app would be like $2.99 a month. We may have an idea sputting here right on the airwaves, but I'd have to give you something that you don't get on this radio show, right? Like Francesca's app is just basically his show and his dopey football show on the weekends. Like, no, what, what, what else are you giving me here? It's 9 bucks a month, man. That's Netflix money. On that note, we will break. Tim Doust will join us next. You're on the block. Thank you. Bye-bye.